Hola, and welcome to Golden Tongue Podcast. This is your girl, The Oracle, and I am back with another episode. Well, back again and again, because I actually recorded this episode. It had got attached to my dress. Um, yeah, and that's where I just went at, <laughs> which I mean, these episodes are kind of me venting as well, but a different type of venting um then I recorded it again but I was like this is like a little too long so yeah I was just like blah 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 and I could have consolidated the episode it didn't have to be as long as it was so this is take three (laughs) but I first want to say um you must be 21 years of age or older to tune in to this podcast. Again, you must be 21 years of age or older to tune in. If you're not, shut the deuce. Um, well, so this episode is going to be based on a night I had with two men. Uh, I'm going to call them Dreads and Daddy. Uh, yeah, it was definitely not a great night for me, performance-wise, um, I have definitely learned that my mood affects my performance heavily. Now, I know this is a thing for people. Men go through it, too, as well. Not as much as women. Um, but, yes, my mood. And it can change, like, within a blink of an eye. And it could change while in the moment and can fuck some shit up, Right? Um, and that's what it did, definitely. Uh, I shouldn't have had sex this day at all, let alone have sex with two motherfuckers. But, you know, trying to fill a void. That void being, I had just recently got my heart broken, um, still going through it, and I was in a funky-ass mood. I'm talking about funky for some time. I'm, it had to be about, like, two or three weeks at this point. Funky-ass mood. Um... Me and Dreads, we had met on set, and we were talking for a while. Um, Well, originally, he came at me, and I was doing the Oracle experience, quotation marks, which was definitely something that I created to kill a noise, because I was just overwhelmed, too many men coming at me, and I mean, just any old kind of way, disrespectful, and I just wasn't feeling it. Yes, I love to suck dick. I have... Two pages, one being on FET, and which is a whole fetish website, so I thought it was appropriate, and then one being on um, Instagram, which originally was designed for business, but it kind of took a left turn. I should have seen that coming, but, you know, I'm attracting men that just want their dick sucked, and they're thinking I'm just going to suck their dick because I love to suck dick. Like, just random dicks, um, just give them to me, feed them to me. I'm not on that type of time. I will never be on that type of time. Um, yeah. So to kill a noise, a lot of niggas will shut up if you be like, give me some money. And that, and that's what kind of happened. It worked in my favor. Now, if a nigga was going to pay me, I was going to take the money. <laughs> so killing the noise or whatever, he was one of the people that reached out to me during that time. And I said, so I'm like, you know, you would have to pay me, along with a bunch of other things as the requirements, because, again, I was trying to kill a noise. Um, but I'm like, damn, Drez is my type, so kind of regretted it a little bit, but, I mean, he did come at me again. Maybe, like, a couple months later, he reached out to me again, I guess, to see where I was at. So, um, you know, I started talking to Dreads and... We've been talking for a while outside of Fed, like we went texting. I had met Dreads at Centers one night back back in September, maybe. I want to say my timelines are all never on, but let's say yes. I think it was in September. I might have met up with him at Centers, and we kicked it. We hung out. Um, we had a, you know, a good time. We met each other and see what our vibe was. Um, 
dress is like an introvert. Um, and I'm not like, and I'm an extrovert. So, <laughs> complete opposites. Um, but I'm not like scared of introverts because, I don't know, sometimes they fascinate me. And um, I'm a person who like to try to pull somebody out of their shell. One of my favorite boyfriends was an introvert. So, it's given like, that doesn't mean anything. One of my best friends was an introvert when I met him. So, it's given like, I don't know. That's just something that I like to do. So, I'm like, okay. And plus, he talked to me. So, he's talking to me, so that's fine. We had a good time at centers. We didn't do anything. It was more so like he was touching and feeling on me kind of thing. But we didn't go, you know, anywhere. I wasn't ready to sleep with him. And then, in the midst of us talking, boom, my heart gets broke. So, it was already on the verge of breaking, but it completely got broken. Um, so, I'm going to call this nigga jail talk, because that's the fuck he was. <laughs> like, I'm still, my heart is still broke, y'all, okay? I'm still trying to uh, recover. But, at this big grown-ass age, child, I haven't had my heart broken since. I was 21 years old, I am 31. And I vowed that when that shit happened, I would never let this shit happen again. Yes, niggas have broke my feelings. I've been in relationships, and we broke up, and I've been sad, but, like, my heart broke? Ugh. That's a different kind of level. And it's not this as deep as it was when I was 21, but this shit still hurts really bad. And, um, I'm very transparent, very honest. So... In the midst of getting to know Dreads, my heart gets broke, and I let him know. I mean, I told him what happened. It was a nigga from jail, so he's laughing at me. Whatever. Um, a lot of people have laughed at me. Because this is my third jail nigga. <laughs> I hate to use this term, but uh, for lack of better words, uh, this is the third man I've dealt with that's been in jail. And this is the first motherfucker that did some shit like this to me. And, um, a lot of people like to think the last one did something similar, or my baby father, who was the first one I dealt with, did something similar. Um, niggas are a nigga, no matter in jail, out of jail. So, like, what my baby father did was, he, he, he definitely did the jail talk. That's how I knew jail talk was a thing, because of him. He told me how we was gonna be together, and this is back in the day and the age when I was, when I believed in monogamous relationships, and I thought he was going to come out here and be with me, because I'm coming to see you, and not really putting money, not really giving you any money, I think the most I made to give him was, it was less than $100, like, the, the whole time he was in there, um, but, you know, me and my baby father had history before jail, he went to jail, I knew him before, so we were together before, like, we fucked, we, you know, the whole nine. So when he went to jail, it was like you're somebody I had already feeling I already had feelings for. Now you say you he was out and he's you know doing him or whatever, but it was supposed to be when you come home you weren't going to do that. Like we were gonna see about us. I had just got an apartment, my first apartment, living on my own. So I'm like, we in there, man. He came home and he got me pregnant. <laughs> He got me pregnant, um, that was his way of locking me in, but he was in these streets with these females, and, uh, he was bringing me drama and things like that, so in that perspective, that was his jail talk, and I'm like, yeah, I don't trust another nigga, anything a nigga would say, that with this jail talk stuff, so then the second guy that I dealt with that was in jail, which is real, um, I talked about him on the last episode, I had known real my entire life before I... He went to jail. That's my, like, that was my nigga. So, like, and real is a different breed. Like, there's not many niggas out here like him. So, he did everything he said he was going to do. Um, we broke up for other reasons before he came home. And the fact that we broke up before he came home, our relationship, like, was real rocky and was becoming non-existent before he even came home so when he came home i did assume that it would be a little different like hey it's the difference you home like but that was me not being realistic when he came home i think he came home on a maybe a monday or something and i didn't find out till a wednesday 
granted I was out of town, but what, nigga? How you home me? You ain't fucking tell me. So I was pissed for a long time from for that. That was only fucking what two days. Um, and then when I came home, we wound up linking maybe I want to say a week or less than a week before. Um, less than a week before. I mean, less. I don't know. Less than a week within the time frame of me coming home. But still, it was just like how he was moving. I was a little annoyed with, but. That was more personal, and being in a being an adult and growing and maturing, I realized people have to do what they have to do to protect their hearts, to protect their feelings, to protect how they move. Um, and a lot of times when people do stuff, I would take it personal, which in a sense it wasn't personal because it was about them. Like me and Real, we love each other, so it was just different. And being friends, you know how they say, like, when you try to be friends with someone you're in a relationship, that shit, that shit is hard. So, I'll let them have that one. Whatever. But, uh, this last nigga, man, I didn't know of him. Didn't know him. Child. And I'm saying that now because, yeah, I was being real dumb. Um... We were in the same 7th grade class. And last time I seen him was fucking 7th grade. Here we are in our fucking... We start talking to him when I'm about like... I was 29. Yeah, going on 30. About 29 when I started, maybe 28. I don't know. Um, Somewhere around that time frame, I was that age talking to him. And um, it's given like, I don't know this man, what he's done, what he's gotten into. And I wasn't only, I was only being his friend for years. Uh, but, you know, he, he definitely got me. I had got sick with COVID and uh, me and my, my immediate family. I couldn't do shit. I couldn't do anything. Getting up to go outside was a real task. Like, I coughed so much that I was peeing on myself. Like, I would be coughing nonstop um, if I ate anything. If I put anything in my mouth outside of water, I'm, I'm coughing, damn it, throwing up. It was just real bad. I was down real bad. But my son's not sick, and he still has to eat and live. <clears throat> so, I would have to get up and go buy him something to eat. And it was so bad, I would be going to McDonald's and buying him, like, three meals at one time. Because that's the, I can barely muster up that strength to do that. I'm a single mom. Like, if, he, if I don't feed him, you know. He was really feeding for himself for a good minute, like, and eventually I think I had ran out of money or something, and at the time I wasn't talking to anybody, I was answering anybody's calls, because this is, like, around my 30th birthday. I'm extremely upset and depressed. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm in the bed fucking crying, if not sleep. <laughs> for that whole time, I was sick there, there. And, um, jail talk. Because he was in jail, he was the only phone call I was answering. Outside talking to my mama and my sister, who both had COVID too. Like, we were on the phone all day, you know, making sure we was okay. But, um, I answered Joe's talk, and he found out what happened. He's, uh, he hadn't given me money before, but I don't know. Something just felt different about this to me. Like, he started sending me money, you know, making sure that my son eat. He was like, I know you're not eating, but at least try like a smoothie or something. Like, checking on me, and from there, he got he got me from there. So I wound up going to form whatever with him. Now, um, Jail Talk come home, and uh, he came home in August. Um, lot fire between, and I was going to see him and stuff like that. Or mainly virtual visits because of COVID. Like, jails had stopped um, visits. But, whatever. Kind of, in a sense, holding him down. I won't say, like, heavily. Um, but I had to do a lot. And um, we weren't together. That that was something that I didn't want because he had been in jail five years. And I just was like, there's no need for you to come home and commit to me. Now, granted, I said don't come home and commit to me, but... I ain't say come home and do what the fuck he did, but I did say I don't want you to commit to me. And uh, that's what he still throws out there. So, this is my fault, for lack of better words. But, uh, you know, motherfuckers ain't shit, so they don't do shit like that. I told this man not to commit to me. 
And um, he comes home. He's in a halfway house. I'm hearing from um, someone, not a lot, which is a problem for me. So I um, immediately started getting prepared for this. That's why I said I wasn't like the worst heartbreak I ever went through because, I don't know, my women's intuition started kicking in and uh, something just wasn't right. But then he gets home. His release date was October 4th. He calls me that morning. Um, wrote a phone for about good enough for five minutes. We've been, we've been feuding, um, the last few months in jail, shit, maybe the last six, we already was on rocky terms, um, and I guess because he started showing who he was, and I wasn't liking how, what I was, what I was experiencing with him, so the last six months in jail was giving rocky, the time in the halfway house was giving even more rocky, because he's home, not 100% free, but somewhat free, and I ain't see him, he ain't make no moves to see me. Um, so, when he called me October 4th, that was still the conversation. Like, I ain't, I'm not feeling this. Like, I'm a real transparent person. I'm going to tell you how I feel. Give you a chance to correct it. And it ain't, it ain't being corrected. Um, so, somehow the phone hung up, right? And I hear from this man. He just completely ghosted me. Uh, so, this is probably like week two of being ghosted. Now, I think... After week one, I reached out to him via text and just went off on how he a fucked up person, right? Don't hear anything. I called and uh, the phone, they sent me the voicemail. Then I had my sister call. The person answered but didn't say anything. This was completely silent. As if they were trying to hear who it was. Which in terms tell me that, because um, I'm probably the only one with this fucking number or will be calling this number because it was like a free phone Oh, boy, please. That, that whole thing was just a mess. So, boom. I'm just salty. I'm getting angrier and angrier as the weeks go by. So, my mood is horrible. I don't want to deal with a man. I don't want to mess with a man. Um, I deactivated my fat life. I deleted. When, I ain't going to say deleted, but I made men unfollow me on... Um, I went and made men unfollow me on uh, Instagram from my Oracle page, especially because I just wanted to revamp it, because it was never meant for men in the first place, unless you bring in me business, having your wife or girlfriend come to my classes, like, that was the whole point of this page, so, I'm in this funk, and, uh, I told Dreads about me being in this funk, so, Dreads was like, you know, if it was me, you know, I'm, sex, you know, makes me feel better, I've been trying to fuck away the pain, yada, 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 which, that's a man, right, but women aren't built like that, and, like, do I have sex when I'm upset, angry, to better my mood, I've done it plenty of times, it's a temporary fix, though, just like drugs or alcohol is a temporary fix, and then we're talking about shit that, that that's not weighing heavy on, at least for me, personally, it's not weighing heavy on my heart, so. It's not weighing heavy on my heart. It's not like I had a bad day and, um, yeah, I go have sex and make me feel better. No, motherfucker, somebody broke my heart. This shit is it's a little heavy. Like, shit is still heavy. Um, for me, uh, I can't speak for other people. And I don't want to be like anybody else. At the end of the day, if sex can make you feel better, that's great for you. But it ain't, it ain't what makes me feel better. But he was like, you know, let me uh, eat away your pain, yada, yada, yada. None of that was making me want to move. None of that was seeming exciting to me. Yes, I like getting my coochie ate, but I don't want to hear none of that noise. So me and Dreads, I think maybe like a little bit, a little bit later, a week later, I was getting horny. And I'm like, okay, let me see if I can try it. So me and Dreads, we're going to... Um, we go out to eat. We went to Booker's, which is a Southwest black-owned business. And then we, uh, my friend had a Halloween party, so we went to my friend's Halloween party. We kicked and we vibed. We played Connect Four, because he has, like, a huge Connect Four game. And I was like, let's make it a little fun, a little spicy. Um, let's make some bets. If I win, you got to do something. If you win, I got to do something. Yaddy, yaddy. So uh, I think mine was Kiss My Big Toe. And I can't remember the other thing, because um, we were doing, like, the best out of three, the best out of five. We played a few rounds like that. 
Um, his was, I can't remember. But I know we wind up going to centers. Well, I went to go pick up my kid, and then we wind up linking at centers later on that night. So we go to centers, and while I was at my friend's party, T, which is a girl, hit me up wanting to see me. Now, me and T, um, we're supposed to have sex. Like, we've been trying to have sex. I met her sometime in the summer. I licked her coochie a little bit that night, but we didn't go the full way. She was with this guy, and mm -mm, I was just like, let's, we could do this one-on-one, basically. And uh, I've been out of town a lot. Uh, She's a mom. I'm a mom. It's just, sometimes she wouldn't text me back for long periods of time, and vice versa. Well, I probably started it, but I couldn't, I had to respect it when she did it to me. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna come up there and see. So I said, all right, cool. You know, it's about to be a real good night. For real, for real. Um, I wasn't sure if I was gonna sleep with Dredge, but I was gonna sleep with T. So I go to um centers and as soon as I get there, this was a night, man. Mr. Five Three is there. Uh, I hadn't spoken to him in a while. It's been like over a month, I feel like. Um, we messed around this summer. You know, he's the first person I ever dealt with from Fat. He's the first person I met, first person I fucked. He's five three, but he had a big dick, and um, yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I put in my mouth that gave me a headache, child. The girth, baby. But, um, so I'm like, damn, what's up? He's like, what's up? Like, you know, we didn't see each other in a while. And usually he would text me and stuff, but he didn't text me in a while either. Um, he does have a fiance. Um, I know they was like on rocky terms. And that's the thing about the lifestyle. Um, that's kind of common. People do go missing for a while. And it's because of their real life excitement. Like, as fun as the lifestyle is, and as heavily or as much as people want to indulge in it, and people do have, like, moments when they just in it deep. I do it. Um, but when life happens, you do have to take a step back, unfortunately. Because um, life is not all fun and sex. So, <laughs> so he was just like, you know, you know, life happens, basically. And um, I understand. And him and his, I know his fiance at one point were on like a bit of rocky terms, which also had me like kind of laying low off him because I don't, I'm, I believe in poly, he believes in poly, they believe in poly, but I don't like to be up in couples mix in the midst of them going through something bad. Like, yes, sex is something that makes people feel better, but I don't want to be texting you and you, you and your partner on rocky terms. Like, I'm not talking about, like, y'all had a bad night. Like, y'all really just not seeing eye to eye for a while. That's something that you should be handling. Like, but that's neither here nor there. So, then I go into the back in the jacuzzi area, and I see Daddy. I haven't seen Daddy in a month of Sunday. So, I ain't seen this man about, like, three months. Like, I haven't seen him since the summer. So, it's like... Child, Woo. <laughs> he give me like a head nod, like I give him one back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everybody just in this bitch tonight, mind you. I'm with dreads, and I don't like to, uh, I don't like to move a certain way. Like if I come with a man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be with that man, or I come with a person, I'm gonna be with that person. Now if I'm there and someone latches on to me, which happens all the time. I'm not obligated to you, or I'm not obligated to anybody, but I just feel like if I come and bring you, or I said I'm going to meet you here, I have to, like, you know, be with you most of the night, and especially since Drez is an introvert. So, um, yeah, like, I come to this club all the time, so of course I'm a, sometimes I'm a bunch of people that I know, and I, or I've fucked, you know, or we've done something, or whatever, but if I'm with if I walk in with you, I'm with you. So that's 
how I was basically carrying it that night. I'm with dress for the most part. But walking around, yeah, when she dresses like let's go in the room to have sex, of course. So we go in a room, but I think T um actually wound up texting me. So I was like, Hold on, let me go get her. Because she's lost. She's from Wilmington and um Delaware and she yeah, she's a little lost. <laughs> she's like, I can't even go where it is. So I go outside to go help her. So when I go outside, I'm like in the middle of the street, like trying to direct her, like you see me. Out walks daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, he giving me this look and I'm looking at him like, nigga, please. <laughs> Mainly because it's crazy. I texted him earlier that week. Um, I was doing this whole voting thing where I was getting people's opinion on voting and asking them questions about voting. Um, I was getting paid for it, so I had to text a certain amount of people. So I was texting every anybody that was in my um. In my con, well, he didn't even in my contact, but in my text log, because anybody that know me, I don't save numbers. <laughs> so, I text him, and it was just saying, like, I was blocked or something. I was like, whoo, child. And he said something, and I'm like, what? Like, not when you got me blocked or some shit like that. And um, he's like, why do I got a new number? I'm like, yeah, whatever. He was like, take it down. And I'm like, trying to find T. He's like, well, just when you get back here, and I'll get it. I'll give it to you. I'm like, all right. Um, so T finally gets to me. She's with her baby father, who is not excited to be here. He doesn't even want to bring. I know she's being dropped off. I don't know what the fuck the deal was, but he didn't want to be there. She getting out the car. He's yelling at her. Well, he yelled at her when she was talking to me because she called me baby or something. He's like, man, that's your baby. I can hear him in the background. I'm like, Jesus. Then when she gets out of the car, she runs to me, and she's like, let's run inside. Hurry up. So he don't see where we go. Child. A mess. We go upstairs. So she's signing in or whatever, and um, Mr. Fatih right there. So we're talking or whatever. Um, and, you know, flirting. And then I'm, I walked off with T. We go to the bathroom so she can change. She wants to change into something more sexy, so she changes. Um... I'm just using the bathroom, so we're talking and we're flirting, and uh, she's like, we're going to have a great night. Pulls out a can of beer. I'm like, this girl is crazy and get up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we are. Security come knocking on the bathroom door. How baby father looking for her? She's like, let me go handle him. I ain't see T no more. I think maybe once that night. <laughs> she would text me, like, where you at? And things like that, but every time I came out, he was nowhere to be found. That just that didn't happen. So that was with my girl experience. Um so like somehow, some way I got lost. Me and Dred separated. I don't know if it's during the bathroom after I went to the bathroom. I can't remember, but we did get separated for one short period of time. And in this period of time I'm walking down the hallway to go to the outside to look for him. And when I'm walking through the hallway, Dred, not Dred, I'm sorry, Mr. 5'3 is walking the opposite direction. And he just slaps my ass on the way, you know, while I'm walking by. So, you know, whatever. That's perfectly fine. Um, and he was just like, let me do it again. I'm like, please don't start your shit. <laughs> but I bent over. <laughs> So I bend over and I lift my dress, but simultaneously he goes to lift it. So we, you know, freak my eyes thinking like, and then instead of fucking smacking my ass, he kisses it. Just like kissing my ass and licking my cooch from the back, baby. I'm not here for you. Stop. And I'm moaning, and it's this couple that's in the room. So in the hallway, it's this room that's open, basically. But it has, like, a chandelier-type thing going on. Um, And they see me kind of bent over, and they hear me moaning. They like, we want to see. So they come open. Um, I don't want to say a curtain, but whatever it is. The chandelier little thingy. And look to see what's going on. And... um. But we only did it for a little bit. I'm like, I ain't get out of here, boy. I'm looking for somebody. So I go outside to look for drugs. And then I see daddy over there chilling and smoking. And he's like, you know, smiling at me. And I'm smiling at him. 
I'm acting like this because I fucked that up. But, um, so I sit down, like, by myself, though, bitch, you, I wanted daddy to come over and talk to me, but, you know, sit down. I'm just going to sit there and act like I'm just out here looking. Because Drez is not out here, clearly, and I did not have to sit down. Mr. Five Three comes out and he's like up on me and he's touching my thighs. So I pull my skirt, my dress up or whatever. He's talking to me and he's like, "Let's, you know, what's up?" I'm like, "What's up?" I'm like, "I'm here with someone. I can't." Yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, well, "Let me just eat it." When I say that's that nigga favorite line every time, he always just want to eat it. I'm like, "Please with that shit, cause you know what that means." Like, uh, uh-uh, and ain't just gonna be eating it. Stop, like. You're like, come on. And here, I walk dress. I pull my skirt down, <laughs> my dress down. And then he get up and he like, all right, I'll see. And me and Dred go inside. We go into a room. And uh, me and Dred, we start having sex. He eats my coochie. Um, then I give him head. And lo and behold, I throw up the entire meal. I didn't eat all my food when I was there at dinner, but I ate enough. Too much. And at my big grown age, I just, I can't eat. I can't eat and have sex. Like, um, throwing up, I was gassy, Jesus. But it, it was really bad. <laughs> and then I don't know what it is about asparagus, but this is the second time that I've thrown up asparagus and the whole string, the whole strand is coming up. Like, it was nasty. He was like, I can't see it because he was laid back on the bed. So it's cool. Just clean it up. It took like two tiles because when I say literally, it was oh, it was everywhere. It was a full course meal. Like I had a surfenter with salmon though instead of steak. And um, yeah, the whole full course meal was on him. Um, then we have, we had regular sex. Um, now the thing about, <laughs> it's so funny to think about Dreads is, and I didn't even notice this. I can't remember. Why. Well, at least I didn't remember this. But on his profile, me and my friend recently was looking it up. It says he's vanilla, which he is. He's vanilla. Um, but when he was, in, but in sex, he was talking to me like on a dominant type time. Like, did I say you can do this, or did I tell you to move? And and he doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. Um. We're sober. I had a little bit of liquor, which I'm not even a drinker. I'm a smoker. If anything, I should be smoking before sex. But I was just all off my rocker. I, at the homecoming, I just was not drinking water. I still ain't on my rocker. Like I'm just not doing any of the things I used to do to prepare for sex because it for me it's a process. I can't eat like. I'm a person who drink water regularly, so almost a gallon. But I was off on that. Now my mouth is, well, it dried up at the end of the night. It wasn't dry right then and there. <laughs> well, it wasn't as wet as it could have been. Um, I'm just all off. And, yeah, and it just it wasn't that. But uh, we we took a couple of breaks, and then um, Dress, he did come. Uh, he was like, I'm gonna get this nut off. That's the man for you, though. Um, it was giving like I was ready to just like throw in the towel, but okay, whatever. So he comes, and then it's not time to leave because they're knocking on the door. So we leave, and we go outside. T and her baby father, T has locked herself in her baby father's car, he's outside banging on the windows calling her all, every name in the book, telling her to open this damn door. I thought he was going to bust the windows out. Like, little short angry man. Like, I don't know what's going on. He's really angry. Been angry since he got here. Um, Me and Drez, we were talking for a bit that he has to go to work. So he's like, I'm getting out of here. He was like, I'm going to go say bye to my friend. So he went to go say bye to his friend, which was across the street from my car. And his car was over there as well. So he's like, you know, I'm calling in the night. Now, a few on the same side as me, a few cars up is Daddy. Now I'm going to stand around because nigga, you you supposed to give me a new number, <laughs> and he's standing around. He was talking to this guy at first, but then he's standing by himself, and eventually he comes over to me once you know Dreads walk off. 
So he's talking about T and her baby father. He's like, yo, you know her? Like, what's going on? So I told him, like, you know, she came up here to fuck me, but we ain't get the fuck because <laughs> of him. And he's like, that's wild. So he, we're talking about her knowing damn well we don't want to talk about her. So dress I'm pulled off, and me and him out there talking for a good minute. It's giving, it's getting cold. So he's like, let's um, go sit in your car. Sit in the car, we're talking. Um, He gives me his number, his new number. I call his number. Now, in this lifestyle, my name is Jasmine. I tell everybody my name is Jasmine. Another ass fucking T-Mobile has get, gotten me caught a lot recently with just bringing my fucking real number up. Uh, my real name up. And so he was like, this ain't the name you had gave me. I'm like, I know. All right, this is my real name. <laughs> he like, yo, you're crazy. I'm like, whatever, sir. And, um... So literally, we just we talked for a good minute. We're in the car for like an hour now. He pulls out his thing. Um, it's soft. He's like stroking it, and I start touching it, and it's it's all velvety. It feels so smooth. It feels so good. Like he's like you're crazy <laughs> because I'm telling him this. <laughs> um, half the stuff that you hear me say on this podcast, most likely I'm telling the people about themselves. Um, I'm like whatever. So he's like, you want to hold with me or not? So I'm like, I don't know. So he was like, all right, go with me to this Airbnb. So he has Airbnb, and it, which was closer than his house. Yeah, so he said. Um, well, I mean, yeah, if his house is located where it's located, but Airbnb was closer. So um, we're driving. I'm following him. I'm following behind him. So while I'm following behind him, he asked me, are you hungry? And it's about, it's about 6 in the morning now. So I was like, boy, you want me to throw up? Like, I literally just told him about how I threw up in there on uh, dreads from eating. So he's like, all right. So we get to the Airbnb. Um, we sit on the couch. We're chilling and we're smoking. And they just, I don't know, the conversation. So uh, he's already a me, and I kind of like him. But um, I like his personality too. Like he's really a he's a cool, chill dude. So, but he also has this demeanor. Like he know he he know he 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 know that big heavy. Right? <laughs> like, but he carry himself like I know him the shit. So I ain't gotta talk much kind of thing. I don't know how to explain the aura on him, but it, I like it. So we're talking, and um, basically. Um, we start talking about his kink. I'm gonna call it a kink because it is. And come to find out, I guess I like that kink as well. So it's a verbal kink. Um, he likes to hear about. So he likes to hear about sex, how it is sex, and how my like best sex experiences. How what I feel when I'm having sex, what they do to me, what's in my head when I'm having the sex. Now I talk about sex. Bam, I have a whole podcast, right? Um, it is one of the things I like to do, but I didn't know I like to do it as much or that much in detail, especially to tell another man like what another man did to me and how it made me feel. Like most men can't handle no shit like that. Like so I tell them, you know, and it's just like damn, I'm fucking pleasing you with I'm pleasing your kink and you shit it's my kink too, I guess, man. So we just, I'm just telling him some shit, right? And um, some of the best sex I ever had, and how it was. We made some kind of porn I like, and we talking about that. Um, and it's just hot and bothered, the both of us. It's fucking hot and bothered. But I ain't making no moves. I just fuck with dress, and I did not have any intention on sleeping with um daddy. I mean, I didn't know I was going to see him, but once I I was following him home. Of course, I knew that was going to happen, but that wasn't my original plan. I'm still kind of like, should I be sleeping? What if I just slept with somebody? And on top of that, me and um, Daddy, we've been talking. So, and I didn't give him any. So I'm like, I could hold out again, man. You're like, what you come here for? Because you ain't giving me none. Nigga, you right. 
So then I'm talking some more, and then I'm like, I ain't make no moves. So he like, uh, he's like, what's up? I'm like, boy, I just fucked somebody, literally, about two hours ago. And when we were out there, I had to pee. So I had, you know, popped the squat and pissed outside. I'm out of piss. Like, she's like, well, you need to get in the shower? Like, just say it. Come on, we grown. All right, boy. Let me go get in the shower. So I did. <laughs> Got in the shower, um, came back, and um, I had my bag with me. And uh, he was like, so that's what's in that bag? Mind you, the bag is like huge. It's like almost a duffel bag size. Um, there's no way just some damn stuff to wash up with is in here. I was like, my toys are in here. He said, oh, you got toys? You ain't going to tell nobody? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, let me see what you got. So I opened up the bag. He said, so which one's your favorite? So I pulled out my favorite. He's like, why is your favorite? <laughs> so it's this double, um, double-sided double dildo. That's what it's technically called. But it's innovative like a motherfucker. It's not your typical double-sided dildo. Because they're not in the... The ends are not in the shape of a penis. Um, you can use it solo. Like, it bends. It vibrates. It has different sun. Different, this is literally my favorite toy. And um, everybody on that rose shit. But I had put this before the rose. I don't need no rose. That shit right there. That's that's my favorite. Um, so he told you how it works. Like, what you be doing? Like, oh, God. Ah, uh, that's the kink. <laughs> the kink that he has, and I clearly have too. Um, stop talking to me like this, man. He started eating my coochie with the and playing with the toy. Well, he ate, started eating my coochie. Then he brought the toy and and he nibbling on my clit and like, oh my god, boy, oh my god. <laughs> you're nasty. You're oh, you're nasty. And uh, I already knew you were nasty from when I sat down on this couch and we started having this conversation. And I knew you was going to have some good dick. I mean, it's already, size-wise, it's already there. But, man, it, it's a, men can have big dicks. That don't mean that the sex is going to be good. Potential is definitely there if they have a big dick. But I've had big dicks that weren't good sex. But a nasty nigga with a big dick, that shit is my favorite combination. Like, he is on the top of my list, like, at the top, um, man, he was great, it was downhill for me, though, uh, Cottonmouth was crazy, even though I was just guzzling water back to back, he had a case of water there, and I kept going back for water, I could not get his dick in my mouth, now, I knew that it had girth to it, and I've had some girthy dicks that gave me a headache. But I never had a dick that was so big I couldn't get it in my mouth. I don't think I got it halfway in. I don't I would have had to unhinge my jaw, me and my friend were talking about this, in order for that bitch to go down in my mouth shit or down near my throat. I couldn't even I couldn't get nowhere near my throat. Like, it was so bad. I'm like, what's the circumference on this? He's laughing like, yo, you crazy. No, nigga, like who gets this down their throat? He's like, You ain't seen none of my videos. He's talking about on set. Because all the videos he ever sent me were solo. Um, and I ain't paying for fat. So I'm like, no. I was like, it must have been some skinny bitches. Because they could take down anything. I mean, I know they cooch is good at taking down shit. But clearly they mouths are too. Because what? Not. And the fact that we have this conversation. And he was talking about how earlier he was saying. How this lifestyle is a bit crazy. Which it can be. He was like, like too much of anything is not good for you. He was like, and I just be, you know, it was just, it's just to be too good. And then, like, even, like, watch too much porn isn't good for you. She's like, I've watched porn too fucking much. Like, and he was just like, um, he was like, like, you, I was on your page earlier this week. I, well, earlier today or something, earlier this week, and he was like, he had masturbated to just thinking about me. And uh, he like, and then look at you on my couch. And here I am failing epically, like, badly. Like, I'm failing, failing. Not only are you fantasizing about me, but I can't get the dick in my mouth and my name is the Oracle. Like, my whole case is about dick sucking. And I can't get the dick in my mouth. I can't get it in my mouth. Uh-huh. I don't know why. It reminded me of a cucumber. It was rock fucking solid hard. Like, rock solid hard. 
no budget. And it was the same fucking width from the top to the bottom. It was just so hard to get that shit down in my mouth. That I'm just was like, uh, that was it. I mean, we fucked too because it's, the head was horrible. And then I had this tongue ring in that I put in. Look, excuses are too so incompetent. But no, these are things. I had the tongue ring in that um, I put in for homecoming because I didn't plan on having sex or homecoming. And um, tongue rings like these, like the ones that have shapes to them, they're not good to be uh, sucking it because it can hurt somebody. I've had that happen before. Um, and I totally forgot I had it in any damn way. And then, and at one point I was hurting him. And I was just, just like, oh no. I can't remember the last time I heard somebody, well, with my boyfriend, when I was like 21 years old, when I had this, like a star-shaped type of tongue ring in. This one's hard, but it's not smooth. That's the thing. Um, so, like, what? I'm too old and too big and too advanced to be just, yeah, disappointed his ass. I disappointed him, and I felt so bad, like, so bad. Granted, his dick is good. And I'm like, the thing about niggas that have great dick, um, if I come across a big dick and a nasty nigga, the combo, that is grounds for you gonna be the fuck around. You gonna be around. We I'm a porn star sex is what I'm giving you. Because you're not going no fucking weird because this dick is good. Um so that's that was the performance he was supposed to get. Performance he got, and I mean, this may sound bad, but like, if it was just like a nigga I had sex with and the sex was okay, I really wouldn't care. But it is—it's been eating me the fuck up. On top of the heartbreak, now I'm disappointed. Good dick, great dick. Oh man, that ain't never happened before. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. And I don't know what to say to him because it's giving he he ain't he ain't checking for me. Like he not. I mean he said if it happens, it happens. But yeah, that that ain't the kind of attitude you should have towards me. Like like I said, he should have he deserved porn star sex and it was given the complete opposite. The complete opposite. And I was just like, fuck. Damn it. I don't even know how to redeem myself. I was just so... I was with this, Actually, you know, he did come, but that mainly was with the help of himself. Um, man, it was so bad. Then there's one point I was doing this thing on his balls, and uh, usually it does get the job done. I don't know. I mean, my mood, definitely. The mood started changing once I realized I couldn't get this thing down my throat. And they just... Yeah, it took on the rest of the sex and even like tricks that I would do that definitely have gotten me some, they got me, got niggas raving, like, got me some cool points. Uh, it wasn't even coming out right. Like, it was just like, yeah, mm that, that wasn't it, y'all. I felt epically. Like, that's all I can say. Um, we went to sleep, and then I fell asleep on the floor. And he just was like, can you get up off the floor? Like, that shit don't feel right to me. But I asked him, like, I love being on the floor. It was nothing like that. And I was like, I don't need to be nowhere near you, because this shit is a disappointment. Disappointed in myself. Um, if you ain't disappointed, the fuck I am. Which he was, though. I mean, we kind of talked about it. Um, he was, like, ordering some food or something. I'm asleep. I can keep my like not fully sleep. I'm at somebody's house. I can hear how he ordered some food. Then fell asleep, and they came, and he missed the delivery. Tried to order it again, and it was just like time was just like nine o'clock in the morning. I was like, I gotta get out of here. Um, so I was get my ass up. And yeah, let me text him. I know I got home. Like he asked. Um. I think he might hit me up a week or two later. I don't know. Maybe a week later or somewhere like after a week. It wasn't two, but it was it was some time. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, if I would have given him points for sex, this wouldn't happen. But I'm a disappointment. So here I'm getting Texas mad fucking late. What is And I was out of town. So it was given. It wasn't happening. And I mentioned, you know, that I want to rematch. And he uh, was like, what you mean? And I told him, like, you know, I'm glad I disappointed you. Like, that that wasn't my best. Especially given he had that, that wasn't my best. And he just said some shit like, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. What? What? Then you're supposed to be saying, yeah, yeah, let's go for another. I said, damn, I, I was that bad, though, y'all. I was. <laughs> so I'm not even mad at him for feeling the way he feels. I'm hurt. But damn. Shit. So, uh, yeah, that's where it is. So it's given if I run across him again at centers or something, which I haven't been going heavily. Um, I kind of went, like, on two Saturdays or something. And those last two times that I went, I didn't see him. So, yeah, it's given who knows. Now, they are having a dick-sucking contest um, this Saturday that I will be attending. I just hope that he comes. I hope he's not a part of the competition because, uh, yeah, no. Because I, I ain't getting that hundred dollars. <laughs> no, this is going to redeem herself. But um, he is. Um, hopefully he does come. I don't know. But hopefully I do run into him and he, do, he does give me another chance because it's fucking porn star sex. It's up from here, baby. Because that dude, I need that dude to be around for a while. Especially since I recently let go of Mr. Delaware, which was my my favorite dick. Um, child. But I need I need a replacement. Like, I really do. And I want him to be the replacement. But everything happens for a reason. So we'll, we will see. We will see where it goes with daddy. Um, my mood is getting better. I'm still not 100% nowhere near where I need to be. Um, but, but like I said, there's a dick sucking contest that's coming up, and that got me kind of hyped. Like, so we'll see how I feel from there. Um, And thank you guys for tuning in <laughs> to go to the podcast. This is your girl, the Oracle, and I'll see you guys next time.